Welcome to the Story Paths podcast, where we explore links between story and culture. I'm Theodore Lowry, your host. I'm excited to announce that, as of March 2023, I've released my first on-demand creativity course. It's on Skillshare, nestled within a library of great creative courses, and if you're not already on there, I've got a link in the show notes where you can get a free month. My course is called Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas. In it, I guide you through finding ideas within your memories, working with them as symbols, and learning to deftly combine and recombine them into meaningful stories. There's a trailer for the course there in the show notes, along with the free link. Hope to see you in there. And so, we begin. Welcome to the Story Path podcast. I'm Theodore Lowry, and today I'm here with Blair and Elisa, my downstairs neighbors for a short time, doing some woofing with the gentlemen upstairs here on Salt Spring Island in Canada. So we're just going to go back in time to 2009, when the hottest movie of the year is Avatar. It was pretty hot too, from memory. That was a, that was a good year. It's quite a quite a good year. Is it already 20, 2009? I believe it was 2009. Oh, it's been Twelve years. Or rather, it is 2009. It is okay. 2009. And that's why we're doing this podcast today about Avatar. Even though for people in the future, a long time has passed and it's maybe not quite so relevant anymore. <laughs> but uh, I was watching this movie the other day uh, and my wife was watching this movie the other day and it kind of striking, you know, in retrospect uh, uh, with what I know now more than I knew you know, okay, well, okay, okay. I'm just joking. We're in 2021. Yes, it was all a ruse. There's no time machine. <laughs> but uh, the cat is out of the bag. It's out of the bag. I had you fooled, and I dropped it. So, yeah, thinking about this film and thinking about kind of the really good things about this film, and there's some really problematic things about this film also um, in regards to indigenous cultures in regards to you know settler indigenous relations and things like this but there's also some yeah some really cool things about the film as well so what should we talk about first the good let's talk about the, the bad good. let's talk about the, the ugly yeah. so what what are you know a quick summary of the film uh there's a young man who you know down in his luck he ends up going to another planet um and he is in this sort of scientific process. He dis- he goes into the body of another species. This um, what are they called? Oh, I don't forget. I didn't do my homework oh, going up into everybody. This. Everybody listening probably knows. But anyway, he goes into this blue giant blue people, and he becomes part of their culture. Although the reason that he's going in is to try to get them to give up their land because there's a bunch of resources mm-hmm. underneath the ground for this kind of military, corporate, industrial complex thing that he's colonial. part of. Colonial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full-on colonial force that he's he's gone there as a colonial agent. But in the course of being with them, then he becomes more and more aligned with them. His heart alliance goes with them, and they end up fighting for them, uh, and they win the day, and they kick out the humans back to Earth. I just did a little reconnaissance while you... 
talked about that and uh-huh. they're, they're they're known as the navi oh the navi yes, yes 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 the blue navi people yeah on the distant world of pandora ah yes yes now now we're all up to speed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah with uh how about yourselves uh alisa what are some things you liked about the movie hmm. well i remember watching it Maybe you know, this year, actually, that I watched it again the second time. For my first time was in 2009. Um, and what really struck me was the beauty of the connection with nature and how inspiring uh, that was and how precious and how sacred nature is and kind of, yeah, inspired me to, to nurture my connection with nature more by watching that mm. and just like seeing how... Like how um, also like as people coming together, how, how we can accomplish great things. So I think those are the main the main points that um, struck me like positively. Yeah. 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 There's some obviously amazing computer graphics and, you know, there's creatures based on rhinoceros and dinosaurs and birds and... Um, deer and Mm -hmm. jungle cats and they did this sort of alternate world version of so many things on our world uh, especially like a lush tropical jungle where there's just such a density of life it's pretty dreamy uh, watching that movie yeah it's really dreamy so beautiful yeah yeah you get a sense maybe like if you were watching a nature documentary and you just never had seen that part of the world before like the amazon rainforest Mm -hmm. you just had never heard of it. And it's, wow, there are some things going on in the Amazon rainforest that are just amazing. And yeah, the, the people, they're very integrated with all that, isn't that? They have mm-hmm. ceremonies and they thank the creatures when they take their lives to eat and they're risking their lives in the hunt and their lives are so physical and so dynamic. And they're just so much part of this dangerous and wonderful world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just separate from it and often technology ships somewhere what like the humans are it was a really clever way of of taking into story and into like the mainstream you know what what's going on in our world you know that's one thing i really appreciated about it is just you know maybe people who aren't really paying attention to what's going on 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 some of these fronts just being able to go and watch this movie for entertainment you know and 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 get the the subtle downloads on something much bigger you know, between the um, kind of this this colonial military-based um, giant of a of a society, you know, just coming and taking everything and and just and just like profiting like crazy, the few, you know, and and then this indigenous culture that you know still lives in trees and and connects to the earth and the spirit, and there's something greater. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I really appreciated was the. The level of of spirit that that movie was able to portray, you know, both visually but even on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they did a good job at that overall. Um, and so, okay, let's jump into some of the negative things. Dum 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 dum. So, watching this uh, film the other day, um, I was kind of skipping through it a little bit, but I was watching this film, and okay, so then yeah, this this character jake sully the main character in the film he comes there and he he doesn't really know anything about this planet he's becomes friends with some scientists there that are pretty knowledgeable about the navi culture and the biology and everything like that but he doesn't know anything about any of that 
He's really just gone there to try to get them to give up their land so that this corporation can destroy it and take this mineral. It sounds kind of familiar. I don't know. Is there another story that's kind of happening in this? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening now. And there's, I think, Once Upon a Forest. And there's another, there's an, other films that are like a similar theme as well. Um, and it's, of course, happening in the world, like all over the place. Um, so he he's just trying to get them to give up their land willingly so that the military doesn't have to go in and attack them, which is, you know, doesn't look good to the press and to the uh, shareholders and so on. So he starts, Jake Sully, when he first enters into this culture, he basically starts as a total novice in this culture, not even a child, but less knowledgeable than a child. Like, he's he didn't grow up in a forest. He didn't grow up, really, with wild animals at all. He didn't grow up. His wild indigenous self has been totally malnourished from the very beginning of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's practically not aware that it exists. Mm-hmm. And... He feels like a fool, but he's also, and he looks like a fool to them. Like, who is this guy? Like, he doesn't know how to, you know, tie shoes, so to speak. Like, he's just, you're, you're an adult. Like, you don't know anything. Um, how, to, how to relate with the creatures, how to survive, how to thank other beings for their lives, how to hunt, all these kinds of things. Um, so he's very much a fool. And then the, in the story arc is that he's learning, and he's learning how to do this. And he's learning about that part of himself. And in the course of doing so, he becomes, yeah, more allied with the people of the planet, the Navi indigenous people, than with his own birth people, which is the humans, which are the bad guys in the story. And they're the corporate greed military thing. Um, so that's, that's, I think, all really cool. But then there's a thing where he, once he allies with them, he begins to become their savior, and there's a myth, there's a kind of legend myth history in their tribe where there's, a, there's these different pterodactyl-like creatures that fly in the sky and, you know, they all learn to ride one at one point in their lives. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a kind of one, a species that's similar to those but even bigger, mm-hmm. many times bigger and very, very dangerous. And historically, the love interest, the lady... Her great-great-grandfather rode one. Nobody alive mm-hmm. today knows how to ride one. It's like practically legend. Um, but this Jake Sully, he, he learns to ride one. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back to the tribe, he's been sort of exiled. He comes back to the tribe riding this great creature, and they all revere him. Yeah, like a messiah. Like kinda. a messiah, yeah. yeah. So he's kind of like... He started off as this ignorant person, but now he's come. He's not just a member of the tribe. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know. The savior. He's the savior at this yeah. point. And, you know, there's like white savior complex, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, this is this is kind of a problem. And then, you know, he uses the human weaponry. He steals things and he basically leads the whole thing. Um, the love interest, used her. she used to be uh, betrothed to... A man who becomes very angry at Jake Sully when you know they sleep together. He was um, the leader of the warriors. Too, he's he's right? going to be the next chief. The next chief, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So that man is it's kind of know, a big thing. It's kind of a big thing. So he doesn't like Jake Sully, but once Jake Sully comes riding on this thing, he becomes like his right hand man. It's Fossil. called yeah, it's called the Torok. Remember the name? Oh, Torok. Torok. So that great big flying creature is yeah. called the Torok. Doing research in yeah. the yeah, background. Yeah, we're doing all the yeah. last shadow. The last oh. shadow. Because yeah. it's the last shadow you ever see before you get right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, badass flying beast of the sky. Yeah, the most badass creature basically. On and the, the story deepens right because it, this is. You know, as legend goes, it was her grandfather, the last one to unite the tribes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to unite the tribes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So then, rather than one of their own being the one to unite the tribes, this guy... Uh, yeah, this otherworldly uh, being. Yeah, who came as such a fool, yeah. becomes the one to unite the tribes. So it's a very much a hero's journey kind of story. You know, like Joseph Campbell, he would talk about the hero's journey... And it's about, it's a very individualistic story. Like he is the one who wins the day. Um, and she's a bit shy to be on podcast, but my wife, Jessie, <laughs> she has been a little bit. I think she will be more. But she made this great point the other day when we were talking about this, uh, that what if, what if instead of, you know, being the Messiah and being the Savior and everything like that, he had learned to really be a member of the tribe and support them in defending their land as best he could without taking center stage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without it being all about him mm-hmm. and like deferring to the wisdom of the elders and the women and deferring to the the knowledge. They right, because that's more of the actual, from what I've learned, the indigenous mindset. Yeah. Rather than this heroicism that comes mm-hmm. from, you know, our settler, you know, culture. Individualistic. Yeah. Right. Which I have to admit, like, I like that. There's a part of me that just like, yeah, he did it, you yeah. know, and he's going to save the day. And then, mind you, I recognize I've been programmed since birth to <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big lesson to me hearing that, that uh, subject, because it's like, um, we're, we know at first glance, it seems like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. Like nature wins, the, in, the ones that are connected to the earth. Well, not the earth in that case, but, the, the, you know, na- their earth. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they end up winning, you know. and um, But then when we dig deeper and we have these conversations and we learn to look at the, yeah, the deeper layers, that's why we're like, wait a minute. Like this, yeah. And, and I, I heard, I heard, um, Apparently, some indigenous people walked out of the theater or something mm-hmm. at that point in the yeah, movie. Just like, and it's like, oh, wow. And yeah, it's just so interesting seeing the parallel between our uh, our lives and, and the perceptions we have. Because, you know, as a, a white person, having been in the theater, I, I did not notice that. But that's I a didn't sign there. I first watch it that's either. A sign there's still yeah. so much work to do. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it is, you know, sci-fi and it's the future and stuff like that. But the metaphor is pretty clear, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's what. Um, and it's all mixed together. It's, it's, it's one of these things you can't just write it off and can't just accept it completely. Because like, uh, like you are saying, Blair, in our in an interview where you're playing music and everything just uh, recently... Um, yeah, go check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, <laughs> plugging. Unless that's going to be a future episode, I'm not quite sure it'll play. Oh out, right, but, that, um, this would just be awkward then. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, there's that moment where the whole planet comes together to defend mm. against these invaders, you know. And uh, other tribes come from other places to help, and the creatures come, and you know the jungle cats are attacking mm. the men on the ground, and the flying creatures are attacking the men in the air, and that that you know that's a really touching moment, and that's not all about Jake Sully, that moment. It's not all about mm-hmm. the individual hero at all. It's a, they're all coming together to help mm-hmm. and to defend their home, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's like a, a beautiful moment, um, and that metaphorically could be like you know connecting to the whole planet and if any one of us is going to do something heroic it's going to be because we're so infused and supported Mm -hmm. and i think these days it really seems like you know there's a call for heroic things but that the hero matures uh to see that oh it's it's not all about me and everyone Mm -hmm. else is just as remarkable as i am but Hold your horses, because I believe it was his prayer that was heard. Oh, no, not... Was it just his prayer? No. I think... I was in there a part in it where she's like, she's heard your prayer, Jake, Sully. Oh, yeah, because he went, oh. to, you know? yeah, he went oh. to, to the tree, you know, that tree and... Yeah, the tree of life. Yeah. With all the... But like she didn't, she didn't hear their prayer. Okay, that's a problem. Wait, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you should say that. It's true. It's like what? But, it's mixed, um, right? It's all mixed. There's some great things, and there's like really problematic things right mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah, but, but yeah, just to a reflection that that came to me with all that conversation and the link between that movie and and the, the colonizer and indigenous relationship is how you know, as we say, instead of of taking on that role of leader. Instead, he would have just said, "Like, well, I'm going to help you guys. Like, it's your battle. Like, mm. you know, just help amplify their voice." And that's a good lesson for us to, uh, well, lesson or like that's that's actually the way it should be. Mm. <laughs> that you know, if, if I'm on on, for example, there's the link with Fairy Creek, um, mm. uh, and I. I'm a white person there to support the movement, and the media comes to me to ask me questions. Well, as a white person, what I should do is actually, wait a minute, I'm going to go find an indigenous person to come answer your questions. Mm-hmm. It's not my role to talk in the name of their movement and, and to be the face of that movement because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's their battle, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good practical uh, present-day mm-hmm. application, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so a few things <laughs> about the Avatar movie. Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I was just about to say something. Now I'm, I'm just reflecting on what that was because it was a good point, and I was just thinking about your your point, and um, and so now I'm stalling as I'm trying to remember. <laughs> what were we trying, talking about? Just we're, now? Yeah, we're talking about Avatar the movie. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> we, we were talking about that moment where he prays and oh, the, yeah, whole, the, the whole of the planet helps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know the 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 art or the the role of storytelling you know is to take essentially maybe you know one of the roles is to take some sort of wisdom some sort of teaching some sort of you know story but and to wrap it in a way of delivery that will be accepted by the people that mm-hmm. you're telling it to mm-hmm. so you know to tell the same story to you know these a, a whole nation of white settlers you know you know to get that message across there's a certain sweetness that might need to be 
you know, put with right? a certain recipe. Mm-hmm. So that's just one thing I wanted to, especially when you need a billion dollars or something to make it right. And you know, and that's the other thing too. It's like you know, like I don't know James Cameron, right? That's the, right. So James mm-hmm. Cameron, and you know, and so I don't know him. I can't really speak for him in any way. But you know, I can imagine that there would have been a lot of uh, hoops to jump through to get to a point mm-hmm. of actually making movie. at that caliber mm-hmm. at that level you know how many people had he have to get their approval through the story process like there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of stuff that we have to consider too and that hollywood is what it is mm-hmm. you know to some to some regard not that i'm trying to justify the uh the craziness of you know the injustice of the story line. well it just moves it it's not all about james cameron and how mm-hmm. problematic he is it's it's you know look at the westerns from hollywood because we're all within and, this yeah it's this it's a systemic thing yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, a good point right. it's mm-hmm. it's a it's yeah it's a systemic thing it's not just about this one guy who's who's right. gotten this so wrong you know mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's baby steps you know that's a big piece of reconciliation you know it's just one step after the other and anything too large or too big it's just it's too heavy for anyone to carry mm-hmm. and so like in 2009 that coming out was monumental mm-hmm. uh, uh you know and our awareness to create a podcast in this point in time 12 13 years later right mm-hmm. that it's you know that that essentially has evolved in that collective conversation for us to have that awareness even yeah you know yeah. and yeah. so but so i'm really curious what number two that's coming out soon right i think it's this winter i think we miss early it? soon it's like yeah yeah that, you know, i'm curious what they're gonna how their storyline like did it evolve yeah are they more aware are they able to actually come out maybe with the next level because there's so many fans now open to the story yeah will they will it be pregnant with with a lot of the deeper you know wisdom teachings of of the indigenous and i mean it'd be really neat to see like in the second one because i've heard now it takes place a little bit in the future um you know in the end of the last movie he left his human body mm-hmm. and he transferred to his uh navi body so he's like physically a navi now he doesn't need any machines or anything and uh he's got a family now you know they had kids and all of that and i i think the humans invade again but wouldn't it be cool if of course there's the sort of defending against the humans and all the action and everything but wouldn't it be cool if he's still dealing with his like colonizer upbringing mm-hmm. and although he's part of the tribe there's some part of him that keeps wanting to you know tell them what to do yeah or, still part of his consciousness yeah he wasn't yeah. able to leave it so easily yeah. you know Right, he might be a hero, but yeah, exactly. He probably like, has some baggage to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it's like the good thing is a hero and the bad thing is that he's a hero, you know. <laughs> right. so, so he's one more yeah, uh, the hero on the journey again. Yeah, the the, the like one the hero's lap. journeys to you know recognize that everyone's a hero to fully join the circle. Um I there's an anthropologist who she went to visit the Bushmen in Africa. and she observed that a young man came back with an animal from the hunt and rather than people praising him they actually gave him a hard time and she wondered what this was why this was and she asked and came to understand that you know if they if they'd have praised him it actually wouldn't have been good for him 
because he would have started. Oh, I'm 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 a big hunter. I'm mm. I'm more important than that person who's doing some other work, you know. And that older person, they're not even doing much, and you know that guy's just goofing off or whatever, uh, you know. And that guy didn't bring in as much as I, and so that actually would be a disservice to him to praise mm-hmm. him for that. Yeah, him and the tribe. Him and the tribe, and because in really communal cultures like that, it, the tribe. You know, it's, it's like tribe and then family and then individual instead mm-hmm. of the other way around. And so they were doing him, they were helping him and the tribe by helping him not to get really egotistical about it, helping him not to succumb to that tendency, which is in mm. probably all of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, that would just like, that would just like feed the ego, which, you know, is is uh, the part of us that sees us as separate from others, yeah. you, know, you know? And instead of just being like, well, yeah, that's just what we do. We, we, we hunt for others and that, that's it, you know? According, like, yeah, yeah, he has the capacity to be a good hunter, yeah. so great. He's helping in that way. Another mm-hmm. person's doing something else. So yeah, it'd be pretty cool if in the second Avatar movie, if Jake Sully, mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of like has some lessons <laughs> like this. James Cameron you know, takes notes. <laughs> next level decolonization for Jake Sully. You know? Is it James? James Cameron. James yeah. Cameron, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if you're listening, James Cameron, um, I know this is a really high-profile podcast we're dealing with here, so probably you're listening. So just, you know, learn from the indigenous people about decolonization and please try to incorporate that into your next mm-hmm. film, uh, you know, so that we all, we all move <laughs> forward as a culture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lifting that prayer. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for participating and, uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you feel uh, inclined, please share this with uh, some friends who you think might like it. And until next time, uh, keep telling stories and believe in things that aren't and are real. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Story Paths, where we finger threads weaving story with culture. Before we go, I'd like to remind you of my new course, Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas, that is now available on Skillshare. If you're looking for a playful, creative space, this may just be for you. You can find the trailer and a link for a free month of Skillshare in the show notes. And as we part, I send my best wishes for you and yours. In the words of the Irish poet John O'Donoghue, May you realize that the shape of your soul is unique, that you have a special destiny here, and behind the facade of your life, there is something beautiful and eternal happening. And so we close.